welcome back everybody to a crossover event of uh, Hoop Social Writers Room and the Charity Stripe Commentary. Your host for tonight, Sean. Uh, I'm solo without the other host because I'm talking to a special guest, senior editor at HoopSocial.com and their ever-expanding network. Uh, He's written a book, Saving Sacramento, a story of fans, sports, and politics, and numerous NBA biographies, as well as a former contributor at Bleacher Report. We have Jason Coldiron. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. It's great to have you, Sacramento fan that you are. We I love what Sacramento is doing this season. But I want to throw a curveball at you at the start. Ooh. I was quite intrigued by your music background, the music writing and interviews. And oh. I <laughs> took a gander looking for the Cold Room Continuum, and I came oh, across dear. a few uh, CWG interviews. Oh, I'm a big goodness. music fan myself. I love metal, rock, punk, ska, uh, all those things. What was your favorite interview? Oh my gosh, um, I did. I did a actually. I did. I interviewed him twice. Michael Paulson from Volbeat, the singer from Volbeat, was a super duper cool guy. I did one phone interview with him and one in person. But I think the uh, I think the video from that one got lost. But <laughs> but man, that guy was super cool. You know, he's from Denmark and rocker, and they're like as big as Metallica there. And he was, yeah, he was just super cool. That's awesome. Uh, I listened to a few of them. Uh, oh, d- oh Art dear. Alexicus, that sounded awesome. He, I love Everclear. I he seems like the coolest dude. How awesome was that interview? I mean it. And it, it was really awesome, but I don't know if you could sense the despair in his voice because he was telling me all about how his two or three ex-wives, you know, took all his money. And he he's basically, you know, like a struggling bartender in L.A. now, I think. And that was kind of sad to hear all about that because, you know, he was as big as anybody in the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was a good interview talking about how he, you know, needs, wants to spend more time with his kids and everything like that. So I, I, I thought it was just, a, he was very open and honest. And I, yeah. I absolutely love that in artists when they do that. But let's get back to the basketball. Well, I, I, I wasn't sure that stuff could even still be found online. <laughs> so you, re- you really went for it. <laughs> I just went to Google Podcasts and typed it in, and oh, that's okay. what came up. So, okay. but it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. I like listening to those types of things. So, Sacramento fan, how are you feeling going into the playoffs with the end of the regular season going into the playoffs? Um, it's pretty sweet. Obviously, we've been waiting for this for over 15 years now. Um, uh, I have a son who's a teenager and when he was born, you know, we were about, we'd only missed the playoffs about one year that time. And I couldn't wait till he grew up and we'd be watching the Kings and the playoffs and everything. And I, I never imagined he'd be 15 now. And it's just now finally happening. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh I mentioned on one of the previous uh, Cherry Star commentaries that you go from a 17-year drought to potentially the two seed in the playoffs. Last year, you were fighting for a plane and missed out, and I and you got a good draft pick, Keegan Murray. Um, I think it's it's phenomenal. I mentioned on that I wanted you Sacramento to get the two seed, and I'd feel good about them. But if they got the three seed, I didn't really like the prospects of the teams that they were potentially going to play. How are you feeling about that? Do you want them as a two over a three or 
you good you good either way um I, i'm pretty much in the house money mode right now um I, I, I guess looking at the standings now and with how many games are left, I think I can afford to be a little bit greedy and say we should at least get home court in the first round. So that would be top four. And we're almost definitely going to get top three. So I think think we're pretty good now. I I had waited a really long time this season to allow myself to get optimistic about things because until it's until it's until it's done, it's not done. And we've had we've had seasons in the last few years that started off one direction and they all end up bad. So I've re- it's really only in the last couple of weeks I've really started to allow myself to enjoy and appreciate that that this is happening now. Yeah, I can I can relate as a Buffalo Bills fan. Um one of our one of my the other host of Out of Bounds, he's complaining. He's a New England fan. And he's complaining about their three years of bad quarterbacks. And I'm like, talk to me when you had 20, okay? Right. So Sacramento, yeah, they deserve it. They played so well this year. It didn't start out great, but the offense was spectacular. And I'm I'm very happy for the Kings fans. It's much deserved after everything you've gone through the last decade, plus with ownership wanting to take the team and yeah, and it's hilarious because you had the Luca versus uh was it Fox? Who'd they take over Luca? Marvin, Marvin Bagley. Bagley. Yes. <laughs> I, I love Marvin Bagley. I'm a Duke fan, but they missed out on that one. But then they took Jaw, I believe, the next year. Or or not Jaw, uh De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. The next year? Yeah. So if they had taken Oh wait, Luka, sorry, 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 no, Fox was the year before. Fox was the year before. Okay, so I understood why they couldn't take Luca. I I remember there being a reason, and I was like, I don't see Luca being a good fit in Sacramento. Um, yes, kind of whiffed on Bagley. It happens, but the team that you have around there, you have Sabonis now. You had Halliburton. Thirteen months out, how are you feeling about that trade versus the last time you talked about it right after it happened? Well, right after it happened, I, w- I did an emergency pod, and I think it was on this network, and oh. um, I was pretty distraught at the time, and it took, took me a while to get my head around what had happened. I, losing Halliburton was was a crush, but I also held Sabonis in really high regard, so I was sad to lose Halliburton, but I was also really excited to get Sabonis, and I certainly thought if anything it was a close to even trade certainly not the big disaster that a lot of people in the media had thought um definitely sad to lose Halliburton but I still thought overall it was a good trade at the time and a year from now uh, and another part of my thinking going into that is at that time I was not this high on Fox I I just I kind of didn't think he was ever going to be like make an all-star team I thought he was good but I I didn't think he was going to be as good as he's now showing to be so that that kind of weighed into it also why i wanted to keep Halliburton. but now seeing what box has done with sabonis i mean it's just it's beautiful and they work together perfectly and the king's dm monty mcnair he must have seen it he you know he he bet his reputation on a trade like this and it's it's been a home run so no, absolutely. I never understood why anybody went either side. I thought it was an even trade. I thought it was a good trade for both teams. Um, 
De'Aaron Fox, like you said, didn't really get unleashed until Sabonis was there, and they got like basically this year he went to another level. And yeah. Halliburton and him could fit theoretically, and I think that's where the where it was. It was good on paper, good on two K, but didn't actually work out in real life. And to get Sabonis for Halliburton is a pretty is pretty good at that time. And yeah, that he's really unlocked the team. There are some defensive questions. So I know on the last Charity Stripe commentary episode, Caleb Marcus and I were like, why not Sacramento winning the West? And that's basically how it is. Why not them? Everybody talks about the defense, but if they outscore everybody. But to think that we're having this conversation with what a couple of weeks left in the season is mind melting i don't even know what to say it's it's uh it, it's such an incredible release of pressure and frustration for myself and the city um for years players have been coming through here and the fans tell them all you know we don't expect a championship but can you just get back to the playoffs and this year not only is it happening but i mean look look looking at on paper right now, I mean, we, we may we may have a chance, like, I mean, of going deep in the playoffs. If, if things break right, that could actually happen, and that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're a couple games out of the – two games out right now of the two seed. Um, disclaimer, we are talking about this basically right before the Kings tip off or they've just tipped off, so things could change in that regard. But it's – yeah, two games out from two rounds of home court advantage is pretty huge. And like you said, one one round is is phenomenal for that. Yeah, and I can say going into the season, my 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 highest hopes or expectations would have been to play in. So I cert- I certainly didn't see a top six, and I definitely didn't see home court coming. I if you told me before the season we'd make the play in and have a legitimate shot of making it, then I'd have, I'd have said, great, that's a successful season. And nice. Yeah. So are you thinking of trying to go to a game or is it just going to get priced out? Like it usually does. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get priced out. It's only a rumor, but from what I, the, the prices aren't set yet or anything, but from what some of the people around town, the rumors are, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be hundreds to get into the building. So, yeah, I'll just watch it home. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. It's like when the Jays started going back in Toronto to the playoffs, the tickets were like in the thousands and tens of thousands for some of them. And I remember going to games, like sitting on the third baseline for like 20 bucks, taxes in. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's rumors that some of the, a lot of the seats are going to be like five to seven times the, the cost of the regular season game so that's yeah <laughs> god bless capitalism it's so great right <laughs> <laughs> i like myself i haven't been to a concert in a decade at least every time i look at ticket prices i'm like i remember going to warp tour for 40 bucks oh, <laughs> back man. in my day and i'm just like this is too expensive like music sports it's all too expensive right now the one place where you can get cheap tickets is the college basketball ranks. And nice segue. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> Trey's gonna love that one. And uh, Rick Pitino, 
much beloved in some circles, much maligned in others, has taken the job at St. John's. He's from that area of New York, I believe, and was coaching yeah. at Iona and moved over to St. John's, was toying with Georgetown for a bit. Uh, we all know him from Louisville and Kentucky and Providence. How are your feelings about Rick Pitino? How do you, when you hear Rick Pitino's name, what do you think? Well, a little personal story on that is um, back in the 1990s when I was in college, dating myself here, but uh, I had a family member give me Rick Pitino's book, which was called, uh, gosh, I should have looked this up. I think it's called Overachieving 10 Steps to Overachieving at Life or something like that. And that kind of changed my life. I, it really turned me into an amazing college student and helped me really gain confidence and kind of achieve and stuff. Uh, based on what you know of Patino's life and career, would it shock you to know that his book perhaps taught me to be a little bit arrogant and a little <laughs> bit into myself? Based on what you know of Patino's career, would that shock you? Uh, you don't say. You don't say. Uh <laughs> Slick right. So I, I can definitely testify that uh, some of that came across in his book. And it was a great book. It changed my life. But uh, there was, yeah, it did, maybe some of that rubbed off a little. But uh, that said, you know, I've always held him in super high regard because that really, it really helped me thrive in college. And, you know, I, I don't know exact details. I don't know what's true, what's not true. But he certainly had a share of controversy in the last few years. I'm just stoked. I, I guess I'm still rooting for him. I'm stoked that he's got another job. He is from that area. I just hope that he can go there and have, you know, have a couple of good, hopefully competitive seasons. And really, I just hope he runs a clean program and doesn't do anything else to tarnish his name before he retires. Because I believe he's, I believe he's seventy, so you can't you can't have a whole lot more in front of him. But uh, but maybe but maybe he'll be able to tie this up at home and, and and put a good ending on things i'll be i'll be rooting for that for sure no uh i i've split on rick you know as a coach he's phenomenal um the providence teams you know that year they went to the final four i believe it was they he had should we should we clear should we put an asterisk on that he, he's a great college coach college coach yes sorry yes college coach i keep forgetting about all the nba stuff the Boston Celtics, the he, New York. He Knicks. truly is a great college coach. If you just stop yeah. there and leave out the NBA, yeah. <laughs> well, he he's one of those coaches. I say you're there's coaches that are just college coaches because they just need to be the top dog. They can't have players making more than him. So he's going to be well paid at St. John's. I don't think they're going to be niling players more than he makes. But at Providence, he had three players averaging over five three-point attempts in like 1987 which was huge Kentucky he had a good run won a championship Louisville great run won a championship and had some scandals on the way out that I don't think he got a fair shake for I think he was became the fall guy for something he may or may not have been involved in but ultimately was it worse than what was happening in other places like we've all seen he got game yeah, we, like, we've seen like that I said, I, I don't know for sure what did or didn't happen, and I'm not going to speculate. Obviously, there's allegations that are out there that people are aware of. Yeah, and I think he kind of got blackballed unfairly for it um, for a couple of years, coached in Greece. But he's, yeah, I think 
I like the Big East right now. You got Ed Cooley going to Georgetown. I really like that hire. Rick Pitino in St. John's. We don't know who's going to be replacing Bayheim. And then you got the coaches, Shaka Smart there. And I, how are you feeling? Do you watch much college basketball or? I, I don't. I, I I mostly just follow names of people that, oh, oh Patino's team is still in the tournament. Oh, okay. I'll check out some of that. Okay, great. Yeah, it's a, it's been a wild ride this year. The field's wide open. It's the first time that there's been no number one seeds in the Elite Eight ever. So oh. it's a lot of chaos right there. But, you know, we started with the Kings, which is their chaos agent. We ended with college basketball where Perfect. it's always chaos. Well um, done. So any last words, Jason, anything you want to tell the people out there? Uh, no, I guess not. Light the beam. Light the beam. That's what we like to hear. I want to hear light the beam for two rounds. Okay. At All least right. two rounds. Um, so, you know, hoopsocial.com. That's where you can find Jason helping young writers do up some incredible articles there's a lot of great stuff coming out there they're we're really pushing the evergreen list so you're going to see a lot of stuff on there that you don't see anywhere else and they you and burns you just you keep that site going well and i want to thank you so much for doing that well thank you so much <laughs> no problem well this is sean that's jason Coldiron. Uh, check him out on hoopsocial.com all the work that he's helping with and doing and have a great night everybody got the you got the list that i sent you yeah okay yeah so yeah you just leaped away always fine no problem <laughs> <laughs>